welcome to issue 45 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. Yo. And Daniel. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys tonight? Sweet. Doing well. Doing well. I'm doing very well, because guess what, folks? We have a quote. Yes, we do. We have a quote. This one is from my friend Nathan, who's in my Friday night game group, plays lots of Marvel with me. So let's give Nathan's quote a listen. Moral compromise does have its privileges. Jonah Vogelbaum, the boys. Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still haven't seen the show, but it is. Oh, uh, oh. It is a crazy comic. Crazy comic. Don't leave it out where your kids can find it. The show's pretty good. I'm only I'm only on episode three in season two. So um, that was great. Yeah, I think it fits our theme really well, right? Yeah. Are, are they yeah. heroes? Are they villains? Yeah, Moral compromise. One. Oh, that's good. Yeah, thank you very much. On this issue, we are talking Crossbones Part 2. But first, a side scheme. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about mine a little, and Daniel, you have some too. So... We finished our four-player Red Skull campaign. Nathan, our quote giver, he's, he's in the campaign with me. Uh, we took our fourth heroes through the campaign, and we played on standard uh, and won pretty easily. Um, two of my game group are super casual. They only play once in a while. It took us a very long time to get through the campaign. But we had fun doing it. But that Red Skull, at the end, in solo, I had a hard time with in, on expert, but on standard four player, the side schemes came out. They didn't stay except for the sleeper awakens. Uh, that one stuck around a little bit as we abandoned our heroic friend who it was engaged with and said, okay, that's yours. The rest of us are going after the villain. Uh, it was at that point where like the, the sleeper had t- 20 health and red skull only had 40. So it's like, let's just go after red skull and not worry about the sleeper. We <laughs> were able to save all of uh, those one shot techs for Red Skull, so we used them in the last mission. We didn't have to use them earlier. And in the end, uh, our Captain America player used his laser cannon to blow up Red Skull, finished him off with a piece of tech. So it was pretty fun. We had a good time, even if it was felt uh, maybe a little too easy for an experienced player, but um, we all had fun. So I think that's, you know, that's the sign of a good game. Uh, I have... A mirror image campaign to yours, it sounds like, based on what you just said there. The dear friends, Becky and Andy, um, three of us were taken on, again, standard. You know, first time through, you don't really know what to expect. You also know that the expert's going to have a lot more bells and whistles and stuff to keep track of, probably. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you just play standard, it'll be more straightforward and um, and probably faster, too. And so we were able to play it um, live for a couple, the first two or three and then we finished the rest on octagon once you know covid went wild here that's exactly what we had it we, we had to do the exact same thing yeah and so but yeah um you know we get to red skull and it was i don't want to say anticlimactic but it wasn't hard and and we actually did away with the sleeper it was the first one that came out and we were able to deal with it i don't think red skull ever had a side scheme out for his activation 
And so, Crazy. yeah, standard oh, easy. But, yeah, he'd al he'd always have just the one, right? Because you you put it out, then he activates. So like, right, right, never right. have that. Yeah, one. never. Yeah, same with us. It never lasted. Like we we got rid of all of them the first chance yeah. we got. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> what what which one of those so called heroes were you guys using? Oh well, Andy was a Miss Marvel Justice deck that would just sometimes thwart for eighteen. Like just like crazy, <laughs> wow. like crazy Miss Marvel things that you can do with her. He'd gotten three of the super allies. Oh, uh, okay. You know, like the like, so his deck was just common. And then Becky could do some serious violence with Hawkeye. I took Mike, our dear Mike here, his uh, Spider Woman deck, his aggression protection deck, and that is a fun support deck. Kind of whatever you need me yeah. to do at the moment, I can do it. She's great. She's powerful. And so, like, yeah, we were a super group against a standard group of villains. You know, they, they couldn't compete. Yeah, our, our group. And uh, we we had, I played Ant-Man Aggression, uh, which is a lot of, he's a lot of fun. So there's a lot of punching going on with him. I played him. We had a Captain America Justice, uh, so he could thwart really well. Yeah. Yep. Black Panther Leadership playing a bunch of the Maria Hill tricks. And then um, Nathan over there, uh, he played <clears throat> protection. So, somebody protection. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to out him on the Doctor Strange or not. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you better keep quiet about that. Yeah, I won't, I won't say anything that he was playing Doctor Strange protection. So. No, keep it, keep it anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even, even when the sleeper was engaged with him, he could still do his crimson bands of Sidorak because they're not an attack. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, guard only prevents an attack. They're not an attack. It's like, oh, man. So, yeah. 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 So I don't know if this is the time and place to to talk about a state of the game I thought that I'm having, but it it came alive here in this campaign when I'm, you know, you watch Miss Marvel in one turn do like eight villain turns worth of scheming just just wipe it all away right and i'm thinking how how can this game get more balanced towards the villains in that a villain's scheming matters more because one we found like hawkeye in the entire campaign was alter ego maybe three total turns right and so when yep. that happens there's just not enough you know threat being added to these schemes and so it you can just deal with it. And so, I don't know. What do you what do you guys think about that? I would love to see a well, way that the villains could really push threat more than they do. Cuz it's too easy to it's too easy for one character to get rid of it. Yeah, I'll tell you what I don't want. I don't want them to up the threshold because that does the opposite. That forces justice. It forces these high threat. These totally understand. Decks. I yep. just we, to we not saw that play we saw the effect of that in Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. Everyone plays test of will because you have to. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So I'm so, sorry I interrupted you though. What if you just don't play yellow? Yeah, well, I, the game's I, a lot more interesting. I of course believe wholeheartedly in that. In every LCG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heathen. <laughs> um yeah, I I think you you have more villains kind of like crossbones who have multiple main schemes with lower thresholds so mm -hmm. they can they're questing 
impacts the game more by getting to a new scheme, bringing out more cards, or activations like Green Goblin, Mutagen, where if he hits you, you're putting threat out. Um, uh, yeah. Cards cards in the deck encounter cards that let the villain scheme more often than just the two advanced yep. cards yep. in the standard set. Maybe minions that trigger, that do scheming instead of attacking. or And you, you play less Justice. Yeah. I mean, the, the don't play Justice is a... I mean... Yeah, not, artificial is not the right word, but like, why do you want to make a rule for yourself that cuts a quarter of your cards out? But like, yeah, sure. I mean, if people never go to alter ego and they stay in hero, hit heroes harder. That's one thing. Um, we also don't have very many effects that damage an alter ego character, right? And so True. maybe if a few more of those types of things, or or maybe things that things that push heroes into alter ego mode more. To push them more, or even punish you for thwarting. Because right now, there's only a couple side mm-hmm. schemes that do something when you complete them. But what if there is right. one, I don't know, maybe it's infiltrating some facility, and every time you, you try to do that, you get shot and you take damage. Oh, I like that. Something. Yep. Really. Yeah, and along those lines, uh, more crisis schemes out, so you can't thwart. You just simply can't thwart the main. Right. Or other cards that act like a crisis icon that prevent you from thwarting, so that threat is building up faster. You're not able to get to it. Well, I like all, that. All interesting. Or ideas. If, yeah, or if you're engaged in enemy, like a right. certain keyword on enemies that's like a guard for schemes. Oh, if you thwart, they attack you. Yeah, or or like Ooh. you simply can't thwart while they're engaged with you, right? And so you've got to deal with them first. They're like a living crisis. You know, they guard the side schemes. Or yeah, you can just put the crisis icon on them. Put a crisis on them. Yeah, yeah, sounds cool. Those ideas are free, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What are we doing today, though? That was a good little uh, side scheme there. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, you know, sorry if I derailed us and made this one long, but uh, I just you know I'm thinking of, like you have a campaign and it ends up kind of being easy, and at the end of it, we the three of us were like, huh, you know, yeah. like. We weren't necessarily like super excited to go run the thing again because uh, you know it's not like the story is what carries the campaign, right? So, but yeah, but we're you know we said we'd love to do it on the, like the expert expert, like the one where you your hit points carry over and stuff like that. So I don't know, but it got me thinking like, man, I get it was standard and so it's going to be easier. And you know, Steve, you and I, the last time we played, we got just shelled. Yeah, you, know? uh, and, and you uh, can make this game hard, and you can you know, but. But it requires yeah. expert. It requires you know tuning an encounter deck to really hurt you, because that's the fun thing about this game. It's slightly different from Lord of the Rings, where you're like building a deck against the scenario. Here, you can kind of build the scenario against your deck. It's like you know, it'd be really hard for right. me. It would be Masters of Evil right now, or Electro, or so that's kind of neat that you can do that. Although I, I confess, there's going to be a dinosaur in almost every game I play from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are eight-year-old boys, are we not? Yeah, I mean... Come oh, on. he doesn't mean he's playing with you, Daniel. You're not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Steve, I missed that. Steve, that was so good that I'm going to overlook how much it hurt. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was such a good one. Oi, all right. So in <laughs> <Damn>. our... <laughs> Damn. We just keep pulling side schemes a... off the top of the deck here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, give you guys give me a moment to recover. All I have right. to flip to alter ego after that. Nurse, night nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a burn condition. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, 
let's continue on. We have an origin story part two. Steve, what do you got for us? So we were doing Crossbones. I wanted to do an origin story based on the Crossbones in the MCU movies. Um, the card game is specifically the comics, but most people have seen the movies and maybe not have read the comics. So who's Crossbones in the movies? I'm guessing he is not quite as bad. Not quite as bad. Uh, fairly different as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he starts off much differently in the MCU movies. He's still Brock Rumlow. He's still highly trained. He starts off as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent when we first see him as part of the division known as their strike division. He's in the covert ops and counterterrorism part. He first comes on the scene when he helps Captain America and Black Widow out in the Indian Ocean when they're on the mission on the ship, the Lemurian Star. That's also where we get to meet Batroc the Leaper, one of the most ridiculous villains. If you don't know him, go look, look him up a little bit. The name uh, is so great. At first, I thought it, at first, I thought it said Batroc the Leper. And I'm like, uh, what? No, he's not what? falling apart. He's jumping all over. <laughs> uh, um, so we see Rumlo when Cap's fighting Batroc on the ship. Uh, oh, good Lord. He's got the mustache. Yes. <laughs> he's got the quintessential evil mustache. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rumlo is... Uh, actually a secret hydra agent and he's help helping to spearhead the operation to take down captain america and we get our first cool fight with rumlow in the elevator that great scene where it's captain america versus like all the hydra guys in the elevator um which they then repeat in endgame but with a little different twist on it which i thought was a nice callback um, but then later on we see brock rumlow again in the winter soldier movie where uh, he's attempting to stop Natasha and Nick Fury, but he gets intercepted by Falcon, and the two of them battle it out. So it's Rumlow versus Falcon. They're fighting in the corner of the building. Eventually, the whole building collapses down on Rumlow. Falcon escapes and leaves uh, Brock terribly wounded, severely burned, and you think he's dead. Cue up Captain America Civil War, and he's back. And now he's crossbones. He's got his cool helmet. He's got his black armor with the white like crosses on him. He's leading a team of mercenaries, no longer necessarily working for Hydra anymore. He's out there for himself, and they're attempting to steal a bioweapon where he then encounters some of the Avengers, specifically Steve Rogers. And he holds his own against Captain America at this point because he has these cool hydraulic weaponized gauntlets that give him like superhuman strength when he punches. So he can knock Captain America for a loop with these things. He also, his injuries have basically cut off all the nerve endings on his body to a point, so he doesn't feel pain anymore either. So he gets, he takes a few good licks from Captain America. It doesn't bother him at all. But eventually, his team gets defeated, actually rather easily, by the collected Avengers that are there. He has a suicide bomb that he sets off attempting to blow up Captain America, but Scarlet Witch like encases the bomb, starts to fly it up out of the crowded streets. It blows up, knocks out a building full of Wakandan citizens, which will then cue Black Panther to join the movies. And that whole scene where the Avengers kill, end up killing all these people because they're trying to stop them and their repercussions, it all sets off the Soko helps set off the Sokovia Accords and starts the Avengers Civil War in the MCU. So he doesn't. He's around for a lot of action scenes, but he really sets off a nice 
series of events in the movies, even though his part's kind of small. I mean, as small as his part is, arguably his actions have the most lasting impact for the heroes. Yeah, there's a lot that comes out of it, too. So We eventually do see him again in Endgame when they kind of come back, spoiler, when they come back in time and they show us a different angle after Loki's captured in the Avengers 1 movie, and he's there with Agent Sitwell of Hydra taking Loki's staff, you know, collecting the weapons and, and moving on. Uh, and there's a good quote uh, from Ant-Man who says something like, you couldn't tell he was the bad guy? L- look at him, right? Like, he <laughs> looks like the bad guy. So... <laughs> What actor plays him in the movies? Oh, insert actor's name here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was not like a, a a super known person. No, I don't. Uh, I don't know who it is. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. I have his face in my head. Yep, I know who it is, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> actor is Frank Grillo. Mm, okay, there you go. So last issue, you um, you were. Pulled away for a, a bit, Steve, and I challenged Mike to say the name Brock Rumlow ten times real fast. So I think if any of our listeners can send in a clip of them doing that, that'd be great. <laughs> Mike, Mike got four in before it all fell apart on him. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're really three and a half, I think. Actually, yeah. I won't torture our listeners by trying to do it. <laughs> So, good luck. Um, All right. Ten times bingo, Brock, I don't think is hard. <laughs> That's why he changed so, his name. Yeah. Brock Rumlow. Good luck, everybody. Look forward to <laughs> you sending Steve those those clips. Sounds like a, a new house rule for critical encounters. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to thwart more than ten a turn, you got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I, I will never, I'll never call him Crossbones again. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brock Rumlow to me. So let's look at these cards. What do we got here? You had me monologuing. Crossbones Part 2. We have 13 cards. That's 7 by title. Oof. And the rest of the Crossbones set. So who wants to start us off? Daniel, you feeling chipper? Oh, I'm feeling chipper enough. Let me tell you about his armor. Crossbones armor. A unique attachment. Guess what trade it has? Uh, mm, crossbones? Armor. Uh. <laughs> Steve got it. Armor. There you go. You attach it to crossbones. Four, oh, it gives him plus one scheme and plus one attack. That's good armor. It's where really good armor, armor. Where the armor helps you attack. I like that. Um, <laughs> and, and makes him smarter. That's interesting. Forced interrupt. When crossbone would take any amount of damage, place it here instead. If there's five or more damage here, discard crossbones armor. And it has three boost icons. So good. It, it's the any amount of damage thing, right? So if he's got four damage on him, you're not swinging web kicking him because you'll just nope. waste all that damage. Uh, I kind of see this as, you know, he's got the armor, so he's a little more reckless. He's he's running through, he's bashing heads, he's completing his scheme, and he's just a little more vicious. That's how I, that's how I theme it in my head. Yeah. Now, I mentioned last issue, he's kind of a rhino. He's got a little rhino in him. And this is almost identical to Rhino's armored suit. Yep. Except it's giving him plus one, plus one, and it has boost icons on the card. Otherwise, the Force Interrupt is almost identical. So Now I'm looking at the armor in the art, and nothing screams, this is super armor. Just saying. His limbs are exposed. He's got no helmet. Those are his guns, dude. Those, yes, his <laughs> guns are exposed. 
But that pistol looks really small in his massive manly arms, doesn't it? It's not the quality of the armor. It's the way you wear it. That, and he's basically painted the the Treasure Hunter's X on his chest. But look, it's got bullet holes, and they don't even penetrate. I know. I like that. I like that touch. But it's like shoot here. <laughs> I, I, this is great. I mean, maybe that's the point. Like, because like, there's no helmet, so a headshot will take him out. It's like if I drew a big giant X on my chest, that's where they'll shoot. And sure enough, it worked. Yeah, okay. keeps him away from the big giant cross on his face. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All he does is paint targets on himself. Uh, what a moron. That's how good he is. That's how yeah, good he that's is. How good he yeah. is. All right. That's confidence right there. This is why he's never like, you know, on the A team of villains. It's kind of always a bridesmaid. Oh. <laughs> All right. Steve, why don't you tell us about Bomber? <laughs> oh, I got the Hydra Bomber. So if Hydra Bombers are back, these are the exact same guys that we see in the core set in the Bomb Scare encounter set. So to refresh your memory, they are a minion. One scheme, one attack, two health, Hydra traded when revealed. Choose to either take two damage or put one threat in the main scheme, and they will have one boost icon. We get two of these guys. So in this set, they're actually pretty potent minions for being little minions, I think, Mm because Crossbones is machine gun and full auto are doing all kinds of extra damage to you. These guys can be doing extra damage to you when they come out. or we learned that Crossbones' schemes have very low threat thresholds. This guy could be putting one threat out. You only have three threat on his main scheme. That's a third of it right there. So yeah. I think in this set, they're actually pretty decent minions. Um, sure, they only have two health and one attack. One, you know, once they're on the table, they're not so exciting. But their when revealed effect is pretty potent, I think, when it comes to Crossbones. Yep. Made me yeah. wish more minions had the type of when revealed. Now, have you ever... Taking the damage? Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, you know, have. you have 12 or okay. so health. What's two more points? And, you know, but once you start to get low, uh, you know, you hit maybe like if you're hovering around six and you know that crossbones has got, you know, could hit you with a full auto still or the machine guns out. No, you can't take that damage. Right. I, I've always just put the threat on because, you know. As puny as this guy is, I mean, if this was a five scheme, five attack, three hit point enemy with no one revealed, this guy's still worse. You're killing him in one round before he attacks anyways. At least this guy does something before he goes. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's good. All right. Let's look at a side scheme. What's this? Our third, fourth side scheme today? This one is (laughs) cornered staff. (laughs) Hydra is rounding up Pegasus staff to hold his hostages. This has two boost icons. Okay. Okay. When revealed, discard one card per player from the top of the encounter deck. Place one additional threat here for each boost icon on cards discarded this way. It has a crisis icon and starts with minimum three threat on here. Oh, we love crisis icons. I actually like this card a lot. I do too. Considering the boost icons that come naturally in this deck, I mean, you're probably you're probably starting with five in a single player game. Sure. That crisis messes up those low threat threshold main schemes. Yeah, this is a really good one. How many copies? Just one? Just the one. Okay. But yeah, and then two boost icons. I mean, it's decent. I like it. I think it plays in what Crossbones is doing, so. Yeah. Okay, well, we got another one. Daniel, this is your turn. This is Crossbones Assault. Side scheme with two boost icons. Crossbones is a heartless killer, but he's not a psychopath. His assault on Pegasus is ruthless and efficient. 
When defeated, Crossbones activates against the player who defeated the scheme. Love that. It's got an acceleration token and two per player. So he's pretty much always going to activate when you're in hero mode, right? I don't think we can thwart yep. an alter ego. You could have an ally out who thwarts while you're in alter oh, ego. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't play allies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he activates against the player who defeated the scheme. So you don't actually don't want to activate an alter ego because of those low yeah. thwart thresholds. That's right. It's not that he's attacking you. He just activates. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you are in hero mode and he's got his machine gun out, you're taking damage. So you gotta you gotta time it when those heroes right. gotta time it when they want to pull this one off. And if they let it sit there, acceleration token on low. I'm like a broken record here. Acceleration token is just gonna mean he schemes out that much quicker. Yeah. I guess, but I will say I, I'm pretty sure we left this out the whole game because that acceleration token could not compete with Miss Marvel. Yeah, and, and so, three or four player game, it's a different story than solo. Yeah, yeah, and so it didn't. It was it was neutered. <laughs> by you know it just it's an extra one so what you know solo i got rid of this immediately couldn't have that yeah because even the his scheme two which has a six you know if you're dropping two a turn uh you only got a couple turns yeah so but the when defeated could be so much worse than just leaving it out there it could be yeah, yeah. Um, so like like if you he activates like and schemes for five on you or something yeah, you like, wouldn't want to do it when he in alter ego. You really would want to take an attack from him, um, right. or maybe it does. Well, right? You're so. playing protection, aggression, Spider Woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe have him stunned or confused. He's going to go to activate the stunned, confused triggers, so nothing yeah. happens. Right. I don't know. I feel like uh, not more often than not, but often you will just leave this out. Now, there are two of them. So well, that's cool. Get a couple of them out there. He's he's racing. He's assaulting quick. Okay, let's move to the treacheries. Do let's. Yeah, full auto. Okay, treachery. When revealed in alter ego, surge. Yeah, okay. Well, here we go. When revealed in hero mode, discard X cards from top of the encounter deck where X is crossbones attack. Take one indirect damage for each boost icon discarded this way, and it has two boost icons itself. And there That's are two the Hawkeye killer. That's the yep. Hawkeye killer right there. Yeah, two of these in the deck. You discard a bunch of cards and take a bunch of damage. Yep. So how much did Hawkeye get hit for in that game? Nine. Holy. Yeah, it was it was it was funny. Like he had an attachment on him that gave him extra attack. So his attack was three or four. I think it was actually three. I think we really legit discarded three three booster gun cards. Yeah. You put out a couple experimental weapons on him. His attack is a five, maybe. You discard five cards. And his his set has an average of twos. I'm in two, four, six, eight, ten. That's a, no, you know, this you is could, brutal. You could, yeah. Now, the only thing that the heroes have going for them here is it's indirect damage. So you can plop some of it out on those allies to kill your friends off before you you know take damage yourself. Yep. Yep. They call themselves heroes. Ugh. All they do is bring a bunch of meat shields wherever they go. Uh, and the art looks great. I mean, it looks like he's going full auto, right? Yeah. It's all the little shell casings popping everywhere. Um, all yeah. right. Next one is Hard as Nails. And I'm trying to think, do I like that one as Crossbones Armor? Or do, uh... It's got at least more armor on it. This one could easily be Crossbones. Yeah, yeah. 
but he also looks hard as nails in this one. Alright, anyways, when revealed, give the villain a tough status card. If you can't, heal three damage from it instead. It has a star boost, give the villain a tough status card. If you cannot, heal three damage from it. So, well, I mean, the tough is the big one, right? Yep. Healing three damage, not so much. This can whiff. It, yeah, it can. I mean, but they've built in a... It has to whiff twice, right? Yeah. yeah. So right. I like that it's not just give it a tough, because if he was tough and you give him a tough, oh, okay, nothing happens. But it's going to heal a little bit. If he's already full, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that there's two. It's it's good to have the villain have more tough cards in their arsenal, especially yeah. when they come out unexpectedly. Yeah, I like. I think theme-wise, hard as nails with the effect seems to match. So Yeah. Yeah, and I like these cards that prevent you from mathing out the game. You might have it just so, okay, I could squeak by, I could just beat the villain before he schemes out, but nope, hard as nails. Usually the heal cards kind of feel like a, a break for the heroes, right? Oh, he just healed a couple points. He, he just healed active. a couple points, yeah, right. He didn't actively yeah. do anything against me. But in this case, if he gets that tough, that's one less attack. Maybe he has his armor out. And you were planning, like you said, you were planning, oh, I can take him down next round before he his threat reaches the threshold, but now you can't. Yeah. It's when they combo, like when a guard enemy comes out, and then a tough, and then another hard as nails. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're learning here? We're learning that if you play this game solo, it's hard. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I love it. It might be fun, but it's, it is yeah. exponentially more challenging. Yeah, it's I agree. It's it's definitely more difficult solo than in say two or three players. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a four player game, just the you know the one per player is just not enough. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it should do like the one, two, four, six kind of build or something, or the I don't know. But that would of course be really clunky. Anyhow, we've got one left. We do. Let me tell you about raiding the armory, fellas. It's a treachery. It's two of them. Insight one. Now this is a keyword I want to I want to see more of in this game and at higher values or per player values. Mm-hmm. So insight again is when this card is revealed, place a threat on the main scheme. So if it's insight one, it's one. If it's insight 27, which would be great right there. When revealed, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a weapon attachment is discarded. Reveal it. Totally on theme. Great card. Oh, I'm sorry. Single boost. Single boost deck. The art's funny. Just I don't know. I just get a kick out of it. Hydragoon sneaking around the armory. Looting stuff. Yeah. Looking obviously suspicious. Yeah. Is that our laser rifle there that they're uh that guy's holding? Might be. Right. Maybe, yeah. Experimental weapon. Okay, uh, my biggest problem with this card is that it's not in a modular set. I think it could do wonders if it was in, say, Weapon Master. So you could actually yep. pull them out. Yeah. You're totally right. You're yep. totally right. Because this has a lot of potential. And it, it kind of uh we talked about how those weapons can be a bit of a break for the heroes. Right, because uh, they don't have a surge or whatnot. Yeah, if this was in with yeah. Weapon Master. Yeah, but if they double up and they get more weapons and it's harder to get rid of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike, you saying that, we just basically gave, you know, Boggs and Caleb like the 17th great idea that they can use for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in this episode alone. Yep. Yeah. Again, it's all, it's all free. Like anything you could do to boost the villains. Yeah. We're just giving it away. We're charitable like that. How villainous to give extra villainy away for free. <laughs> so I yeah. I do think this card works pretty nicely in crossbones. Sure does. Yes. Uh, that that insight, especially solo, right? Insight 
the threat's so low. But then you're going to get him a weapon. He wants weapons. Weapons Master is probably in there. It's triggering off of him having weapons. But you yeah. you could you could discard a ton of cards before you hit a weapon. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're not getting weapons away from him, he's only got one in the deck. Right. His machine guns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you go after, you know, may, maybe it digs through half the deck before it finds one. That's that much closer to an acceleration icon. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I do think insight should be per player, but I think oh, they yeah. could. I think they could make it that right. They could put a two there. They could put a one per player icon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, you're at it. Put it on every card. In the natural, <laughs> right? In the natural state of insight, one right. per player, or yeah. I hope. I, I suspect we'll see something. I think so. This is they've talked about how they wanted to add more keywords as the game starts gaining momentum. Yeah. So so let's talk about how you know now that we have the full crossbones encounter set. We talked about it last last issue. What we what we thought. What do you what do you think now? We've seen the whole thing. Is this a good good set? Yes. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> decent. I mean, it's not it's not the strongest we've looked at, but it's it's got a good rounding of stuff. We've got crisis icons. We got some high boosts. We've got a lot of low boosts. It's that's what I don't like. The Hydra Bomber's kind of nice. The side schemes are nice. The tough is nice. I feel like it all synergizes with what Crossbones is trying to do. Yeah. Um, and it gives you a nice skeleton there uh, to uh, add in other modular sets that are going to work well with him. Yep. Right? Weapon, More weapons, uh, maybe different uh, minion sets. Under fire, that you get more attachments on crossbones that make him even more ridiculous. So I think there's a lot of options there. You know what I want to hear from our listeners? I want to hear what three modular sets they put in. What are you having fun with? Mm-hmm. I can answer a little bit of that. You want to hear? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So last issue, we had a quote from Meek from the Discords. And he reached out and he said, after listening to some of our previous issues, he went and added goblin gimmicks to this. Because nice. of all the weapons in Goblin Gimmicks. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, and his first game was a loss to Crossbones. He could not control the amount of weapons that were out there. And then uh, he played again, and he, he those heroes uh, got a win. So we just we won't talk about the second game. Well, but. can you imagine those muscular arms chucking some pumpkin bombs? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he could probably throw those things like, what, six football fields. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Just saying. But, so, so there's a set. Goblin gimmicks typically is like you know oh, it's kind of weak. There's no minions in it, but dump them on somebody who wants weapons, and off we go. Nice, nice. that's awesome. Well, thanks for that, Meek. Yeah, you know I'm thinking it's funny about like this encounter set. It really works with what Crossbones is trying to do, like you said, Steve. And I think it even works better than what Red Skull's trying to do. <laughs> like you get to the end of the campaign, and you can just sort of like you know Red Skull's little gimmick trick. Just control the side schemes. He's kind of harmless a little bit. Whereas Crossbones' encounter set, it's really hard to contain him and control him because these things are tightly they're tightly working together in ways that Red Skull's not. Yeah, yeah, he's so, hitting you for damage, making you want to heal. But if you flip to Alter Ego, he's just going to advance his schemes because they're so low. Yeah, so he's, yeah, he really works. I think he's uh, he's just more of a challenge. I'm really looking forward to playing. Crossbones on X. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, if anyone else has suggestions for modular sets, let us know. But to do that, you're going to have to find out how. So, Daniel, why don't you tell them where they can reach us? You mean, where's our secret lair? 
Where's our secret layer, Daniel? Well, let me tell you, folks. Now, perhaps you've discovered a way to fashionably integrate a COVID mask into your supervillain attire. Well, we want to know that. And where can you find us to tell us? Well, criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook as Critical Encounters. And on Discord, we're Vardane, Wandering Toque, and Big Foam Loaf. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, please tell your enemies. Steve, take us out. Ask in the globe, babe.